Hey everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 37 of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. It's uh, it's it's fun this week because this is the first one we're doing live in person. Right. So uh, this is uh, this is gonna be a fun dynamic. Normally we uh we call each other on our phones and then we record that way. So it'll be fun to do this in person for sure. Right. Uh, before we sort of get going on this week's topics, we wanted to sort of say thank you to all those who have left uh, questions or given us feedback either on our videos as comments or have. Uh, sort of reached out to us, uh, I guess in real life is the best way to say it. Um, got, we really appreciate all the listeners out there. Um, we have a nice little sort of like budding podcast right now. Right. And it's, uh, we really appreciate all the feedback. Yeah. Um, and just keep, you know, keep sending us questions. We'll get to them as quickly as we can. I know some people want to hear more from my folks, um, but... They're just they're so really busy right now with work and with travel. I know my my uh, at least until the end of the year, they uh, my dad's always flying out to some conference somewhere. Right. So I'll try and nail them down as often as I can. But you know they. Whenever we can have the guests. Right? Exactly. But... Exactly. And it might not even just be my parents. We could start to open this up to other people. Yeah. Depending on who's free, who who's willing. Right. We've been talking about doing guests for a while, but we have yet to do it. Uh, well, I guess no. Lena was my first was our first real guest. My girlfriend. Yeah. Um. I think um, what could be cool is sort of like uh, what they do at Inside the Actors Studio, the like questionnaire at the end. Yeah. Where, depending on how we want to start to do this, we can sort of create um, this standardized template of questions that we can ask people. And maybe it becomes an episode or uh, something that we do at the end when we bring someone on just to like highlight what people, like cool stuff that people are doing. Right. And that's what it reminds me, on the flight out here to Seattle... I was watching, uh, so they didn't have any movies that were free, right? Which is really just bogus, but uh, they had a lot of like TV shows that were free, and one of them was TED Talk on StoryCorps. Okay. You've heard about StoryCorps, yeah. right? So for those people who don't know what StoryCorps is, um, this guy created this sort of, uh, I guess it's like uh, this company, and what they do is they're all around the country, and they record a conversation between two people, and there's a moderator there. And there's, like, all these questions they give you. And the idea is to record a story between two people. And then those two people get a copy of it. And the other copy gets uploaded into the Library of Congress. And they're trying okay. to create this huge database of stories. Sort of, like, collective, like, wisdom of humanity type of angle. And they said that they created an app. So that if you record it on your phone between two people, it'll right. auto-upload as well. So I think that's a really cool premise. Yeah. So maybe that's something that we look into as well, just to maybe we do one, a story core between right. the two of us, or we just sort of start to take some of their questions and use that as inspiration. Right. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like like we said earlier, you know, we're, we're both doing this live. We're currently in yep. in Seattle. Sandy's visiting for the next uh, two days. Very, very short visit. Yeah. Flew in tonight, uh, Friday, <laughs> when we were recording this. Um, main reason is to see this big guy, but also to go uh, hiking tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, lake Blanca. Yep. Uh, so this volcanic lake. Um, two like hours this. outside the city. Yeah, it's about two, two and a half hours. Well, I'll double check that after we finish recording. Yeah. But yeah, about two, two and a half Into hours. Into the wilderness. Yep. Um, 
and we're looking to leave at like 6 a.m. latest to get in front of the people. Yeah, because there's apparently a lot of tourists that go out there, people like us that are just trying to go check it out, um, and it gets pretty crowded. So we're hoping that we can get there at least before people get there so we yeah. can actually park in the parking lot because there are not that many spots. Right, and the, and the trail itself is seven and a half hours. Total, yeah. Total, yeah. but there and back. Yeah, I think so, it's about two, two and a half to three hours up, and then at least hang out at the top for a bit and then come back down. Um, and then when, supposedly, you know, if we get there early enough, we'll actually run into a lot of groups coming down. But from what I've seen in the reviews, people talking about it, they said they only come across maybe three, four or five other parties on their way up. But on the way down, they run into people all the time. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I guess it does make sense if you're going back the opposite direction. You're right. To people. You're not right. going to be catching up to too many people, right? But Right. Um, and then, so that's tomorrow. And yep. then on Sunday, because I'm taking the red eye back, yeah. um, we'll just sort of check out downtown Seattle. Yeah. So hoping to uh, show Sandy, you know, my office, uh, South Lake Union. We have a car, so we might actually go out to Bellevue. I was thinking that we can do that. So that's where Microsoft, their headquarters is. Oh shit! Actually, they're so they're they're they have a big presence in, in Bellevue, but their main campus is in Redmond, which I think is just slightly north of Bellevue. Gotcha, gotcha. I've never been there myself, um, but it could be cool to check out. Um, and then we'll also like check out like Pike Place Market and obviously get a lot of food. Mm-hmm. So should be good. Oh, and then Space Needle. Didn't say the Space Needle. Oh, absolutely. Needle. The right. Space Needle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, traveling out here was a was quite the story. Um, I woke up this morning. I got my hair cut. Had to look good. Had to look good for the people. The <laughs> fine people look, of Seattle. Had to look good for his pictures of us at Blanco Dude, Lake. listen. I, I'm going to need you to take some photos of me tomorrow because I'm going to use that for some Tinder shit. Are you going to like? Are you going to like bring like hair products so you at the top when you, I'm gonna, when you get it? I'm going to get my hair did in the morning, all right? <laughs> And I'm just saying. I'm gonna you, need you, you to take a full body pic because girls need to see girls <laughs> need to see my my doughy body. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be sweating all the, all like the gel and stuff out of your hair. I'm gonna put a hat on. Oh, okay. Worst comes to worst, I put a hat on. But listen, you gotta get me in front of that lake. Show that I'm adventurous. Uh-huh. I love the outdoors, mm-hmm. and you know I can. I'm a problem solver. Okay. Um. So that's what I need to do tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, I got my I got my hair cut. And then I was like, I had to work out because I've been a fat piece of shit this week. Um, order some uh, order some breakfast. It was like uh, oatmeal with bananas, almonds. I drizzled a little bit of honey on that. Had a little egg white wrap to go along with it. And then I'm standing outside my building around like 1 o'clock trying to get an Uber. And it's bummed a bump of traffic on the West Side Highway. And I'm thinking to myself, this is, this is not a good look right now. Right. And it's an Uber pool. I get in, there's a deuce in there. And it's like the first time there's ever been a dude in a, like a shared a ride. And dude was mad chill. He was a he was a writer, editor, online sort of uh, guy. He also did like their web web segments for uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, so we were talking about how like uh, why he was he in crutches? He got hit by a cab. We were talking about like insurance laws. Talking about him and his girlfriend. He was talking about the fact that uh, he has this really cool credit card, and it was like really nice to connect with someone. Right. Uh, seemed like a mad chill dude. He's like, "Hey, this is my Twitter handle. Follow me." I was like, "Yeah, I followed him before." Um, oh, you before. followed him before the ride? Well, I was. I just followed him like oh, immediately okay. when gotcha. he left. Gotcha. And then we started making our way over to JFK. Now the now that was like the highlight of my travel, right? Because at this point, it really only goes downhill. <laughs> the driver in the Uber was driving so slow. He he would drive not only in the right lane, which is not an issue, but he would leave like five to seven car lengths in front of him. And he just respected the speed limit too hard. Yeah. Like, like you're not going to get in trouble if you go over by a little bit. Now, granted, it's a lot better than, like, gunning it and then breaking. Gunning it and breaking. 
Right. But uh, but that shit that shit drove me crazy. Um, and we're and now we're kind of close, right? Because my plane boards at three fifteen. Yeah. It's like two thirty. I'm like nowhere near the airport. <laughs> so we pull up to the airport. It's two fifty, and I was like, "All right, oh, cool." Jesus, man. All right, we cool. Well, I, I think mean, I got this. I knew. I've heard part of the story already. Uh, I didn't realize how late it was when you actually got to the airport. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Keep going. Yeah, it's two fifty right now. Two fifty. Right? Okay. Two fifty. So, you still got to go through security. Got twenty five minutes to go through security. So I walk in like I own the place. I'm, I'm going to fuck. I'm going to go to TSA pre-check. I guess nobody's business. I get there and there's like a long line for normal security, like there always is. Right, like we went to Brazil. When we, yeah, but not that bad. Okay. Right. When we went to Brazil, that line was out the door. Yeah. Like you know how like, uh, for for me, this time it was like I'm standing in line waiting to get a TSA pre-check, and there's like 20 people ahead of me. And they all get thrown in TSA pre-check. Yeah. I was like, what are the chances that everyone's got TSA pre-check I bet they all, they probably all didn't have TSA pre-check. But there's a person there that, like, decides whether or not you get to go in or not. I wonder if they could have been doing it just to cut down the the, the size of the line. It might be, depending on when people's flights are going out. Uh And then I was standing in front of the, I was standing in front of these, like, girls. And they had these huge duffel bags. And they would just drag it along the ground. I was like... That's that's not a good look, right? Because right. they're like these oversized duffel bags, and you're just you're not even attempting to pick it up. But it doesn't have wheels either, right. so you're just like destroying your bag that way. Whatever. I would have just been sitting there, like, is that even carry-on size? Exactly. It seemed like it wasn't. Right. But uh, we get to the part where we put our bag on the machine to like get an X-ray, and there's this family of five in front of me, and they seem like they're having a family meeting. <laughs> and all the while, the the, uh, the gate agents are like, not the gate agents. Security people are like, hey, if you got a belt, keep it on. If you got shoes, keep it on. Keep your backpack in your bag. If you got water, drink it now. Um, and this family is like not understanding what's going on. Maybe English isn't their first language, whatever, whatever. They get to that part where you put your bag on the machine and they are just not doing anything. <laughs> They're sort of just talking like a family. And then I'm looking at them with my duffel bag in one hand, my backpack in the other. I'm like, right. I'm about to put this stuff down. And I look at him and go, what's going on? They're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, like, one guy still had his headphones on. He's got to put that away into somebody's back. Uh, wife's got to put her wall in another person's back. And they have, like, seven bags. And even the the, uh, the person scanning the machine is looking over, like, what are you guys doing? You just opened this new lane up. You can't hold this up. Right. People behind me are like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know either. Yeah. So I, I audibly said it again. I was like, hey, what's going on? What's happening right now? Right. Like, oh, I'm sorry. So this family, like, Three out of the five people go through the uh, the metal detector, and then the daughter and the mom both walk through at the same time, and it goes off. And then the the the, the uh, security guy like puts his hands out, and I guess the little girl freaked out because she put her hands up too. <laughs> and then he goes, "No, you got to back up," but she didn't understand to back up, so yeah. her mom sort of yanked her back. And then she the daughter walked through fine, but then the mom set it off, so she has to go back, and I walk through, and. When I get to the other side, they're having the same meeting where you pick up your bags to the machine. So I literally was like, I ain't got time for this. It's 3 o'clock, 3, 3.05 even. I literally reach over one of their youngest kids, pick up my bag, and I just bounce. Yeah. I go pick up a bottle of water. I make it to my gate like three minutes before boarding. Right. I get on the plane, and there's this like old white dude. He goes, you paid, you paid extra to get on the plane early too, huh? I go, no. <laughs> I go, I go, no. He goes, priority boarding. That's the only way you're on right now. I go, no, I'm zone one. Right. The, 
you know, general boarding. Like, I don't have enough class or status to get priority boarding. Right. But I'm I'm zone one. I checked in early. That's got to be count for something. He wouldn't understand the fact. I was like, this he goes, no, no. Somebody to talk to, man. Damn. Yeah. He ca- So we, because of that, I found out he was working advertising from oh, like wow. the 60s to the 80s. Oh, wow. And he was an art director. He worked on a lot of cool brands like Tiffany, Minolta. But then there was this other random girl that sat in between us, and he, like, throughout the entire flight, was like, hey, do you want this newspaper? Do you want this? I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm chill, dude. That's... <laughs> dude, we done, man. He was we trying done. to look you up, man. But then he also started talking to the girl in the middle. So he was, like, a generally a nice dude. I was like, I ain't. He was looking at small talk, I He guess. was looking at okay. having small talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I ain't about that life. You know what I mean? Like, when I get on the plane, I put my headphones in. I'm trying to knock out, man. I've had this, I've, I've done this crazy thing recently where I will pass out when I get on the plane. And I'll wake up and we're already taking off. Like, the whole takeoff, I don't feel a thing. I did that for the first time in my life when I was coming out here, man. How's it feel? It feels good. It was crazy. I was like, I you didn't... You just went... slept through it. And I look I out, didn't... I was like, oh, we're above cloud right now. I know. I went to... I fell asleep when we were... We, before we even got taxied out. Like, before the... Be, like, people were still boarding. I fell asleep. Yeah. And I woke up. We were at cruising altitude. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. But I will tell you this. I've traveled a lot in August. <laughs> and I think the uh, the fact that... There wasn't a good movie on. It's like, it's like a five-hour, forty-minute flight. There's no movie, like, right. and I and I can pay for a movie, but I just felt like the uh, it was the principle of the matter. Like I'm not paying for yeah. entertainment. Um, the food was bad. It's just like all this shit. I couldn't fall asleep anymore. This was a long flight out here, but I'm glad I'm finally got here. Yeah. Um, how was uh how was last week for you? Right. So last week we actually uh, we had to record our last week's episode early. So last week was kind of interesting. Two two weeks ago was really interesting because we recorded an episode late, and then the very next day we recorded the the, uh, the episode for the the following week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did do that. So this is our first time recording in, in just about two weeks now. So there's a lot that I have to catch Sandy up on, as well as our listeners, uh, because Sandy hasn't really heard anything that I did last week. So last week I couldn't record because uh, my um, old roommate from uh, I guess grad school he came out to visit me. Right. So. Got Sandy here this week, but last week I had my friend Will out here. You popular. I know. So popular. Popular with these last two weeks. I didn't have any other vid- any other visitors this whole time. Um, so he has a he has a friend, a uh, pretty good friend from uh, when we were in college, and that guy played in the football team at our, at University of Delaware. Yeah. And he's now uh, he now plays for the Seattle Seahawks. And so, <clears throat> what is he? What position does he play? He's a cornerback. He's a corner. Yeah, he's a corner. On the Seahawks. Yeah. Marcus Burley, number 28. Check him out. Uh, so he, um, <laughs> so he, uh, shout out to Marcus Burley, number to Mar- 28. Right. Uh, no, I, I, I really appreciate it. So he was able to get his free tickets. That's uh, because, legit. Because player, players get tickets for their families. They're able to get tickets for their families. I, I don't know if it's limited by position, how many people, because we're in the crowd, and we're basically sitting in the family section, so we can actually see a lot of people. How? Where is the family section? Is it above the tunnel, or? We were, no. I, I guess, yeah, kind of above the tunnel. I mean, we were maybe two sections uh, two sections away from the tunnel. Okay. But we were also, we were in the, we were, we were section, I think, 126 or 127. Our seats were like, so we weren't the front section. We weren't the very, we weren't the closest section, but we were the section after that. Gotcha. That gotcha. makes any sense. So when we came out the tunnel, we went up, not down. Um, oh, okay. All right. I and we you. were like, we were like, I don't know, twenty or so rows back up, uh, and uh, we can see like the, the guy sitting next to us. 
they made a big deal about this guy actually. Um, so not not the guy who's next to us, but the person he's friends with. He's friends with the long snapper. Who's, oh, he was like thirty four years old. He's a rookie. I did know that. Did you hear about him? Yeah, they, they we were want Will, my uh, so my my friend who visited Will. He was um, checking out the highlights in the game. And they, there was like a little blurb about him on ESPN saying how he's a 34-year-old rookie. I have no idea how he got signed or anything. But this guy that was sitting next to us, very knowledgeable, not only about football, but the entire Seahawks organization. Oh. And like, we didn't say that we weren't fans of the team. Like, oh, we're just visiting our friend. Like, you know, so he's like, you know, saying certain stuff to us, asking certain questions. Like, oh, that's the, you know, he knew who Marcus Burley was. Marcus Burley's not a starter. He's not, he's played in plenty of games, though. But he's not a starter. He's not like, you know, not everyone knows every single player on every single team. Oh, right? sure. This guy knows like the third strings of everybody. He that, knows like that's the a people. true fan. He knows like he knows the he knows all the coaches. So he knows Sean Alexander. <laughs> he knows everybody. From way back. <laughs> he's a true Seahawks man. So yeah. So he uh so we're talking with this guy. He's a cool dude, but we can also see lots of other family around and it looks like there's some people there that are all supporting one person. And it's like how many people how many tickets did that one person get? Um but Will and I weren't even sure if we'd be able to get tickets to this game um, because Marcus's family was supposed to be coming out. They ended up not coming out, so we were able to get the tickets. Otherwise, we were going to try to buy some last minute. Um, but it was a great, it was a great time. Uh, really, really excited that we got to do that. Um, so Will flew in at about like nine thirty in the morning. So I picked him up from the airport, came back here, and I just worked from home while he like he napped and whatnot. Um, then we went over to the game, and so after the game. They have this, um, we got this band. So when we got there, we had to go to Will Call to get their tickets and as well right. as a parking pass. Um, Will was saying that for some reason they didn't have a parking pass for us. But the woman, like, she kind of, like, looked back and forth. Like, you know, she, he was saying that, you know, I'm, I'm circling around the block. He had to get out the car and literally run over there to try to pick up the tickets because the amount of traffic was insane. There was no way we can get near that window with the car, um, like, at least that road. So he goes and... um He's, you know, he, he says that he's supposed to be picking up the tickets in the parking pass. And she's like, there's not a parking pass for your name. And so she, uh -oh. you know, he's like, oh, you know, so she like kind of looks over and she's like, but, you know, another family came through and they didn't either pass. So she like snuck him the pass from somebody else, which was awesome. Um, so we were, able to, we were able to park in the parking garage for free. Uh, we got tickets to the game for free. And then afterward, we also had these bands and they gave us access to the, um, uh, family. It, it was the family po post game family area is what it was designated. Now neither of us knew what this actually gave us access to. We were like, it's is this like locker room access? Is this like press conference access? Ooh, we didn't know what it was. Right. So I didn't even think, take those things into account. Yeah, we just had this orange band and it yeah. says Seattle Seahawks family uh, post uh, family post game area. So we when the game finishes. We're trying to figure out where we need to go because it's not like there's signs right, in the right, stadium right. like saying, oh, this is where you need to go if you're a family member of the player. So we 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 find someone who works there and we ask him and he goes, I'm not really sure. He goes, I think you just take the ramp down um, and there's a and, you know, there's someone there like you make a right turn. There'll be someone like in a green jacket or whatever. So we start working our way down. But because that guy didn't seem so sure, I stopped somebody else and I asked him who's work, someone who's working there it says the exact same thing. Right. So we're like, all right, perfect. At least we know we're going the right direction because at this point we're leaving the stadium. At least we're leaving the seating area of the stadium. And so, and we're only on like one end of the field. We don't know which end is which, which end is the Broncos, which end is, is the, uh, the Seahawks. So we, uh, we go down 
And we get to this guy in the green jacket, and there's like a group of people that are standing outside. And we're like, all right, well, we got the we got the uh, the band, so we're good to go. We go up to him, and he's like, uh, we're like, you know, we're fa we're family members of the Seahawks, you know, we got this band. She's like, no, I can't let you in without a pass. And we're like, but the we just picked these up from Will Call, like, and he didn't really want to hear us because he he I'm, I imagine he deals with so much so much shit from people yeah. that, that are trying to get back there that he just didn't really care or whatever, but. The thing is that we had these bands that say this. We're trying to figure out where we're supposed to go. Somebody told us to come to you. He's like, oh, who told you to go see, it? see me? I'm like, I don't know. There's like 100 people upstairs. We picked one person. We asked him. So, like, you know, we're going back and forth with this guy. Then he kind of just shoves us to the side uh, because he has to handle somebody else. So we're just yeah. like, we're just kind of standing there for a minute now. There's a door that he's standing by. There are all these fans that are leaving the game. And then there's a small group of people that are standing outside this door. There are these two chicks that are standing there. All of a sudden, he lets them through the door. We're like, wait, what? Like, do they even have a pass that he's looking for? Why did he let them in? So we go back to him, and we try to explain it to him. To You know, you know, now that there are not many people crowding him, we just try to break it down. You know, we're friends of a player. Um, we were given these, you know, we're, we're friends of a Seahawks player. We were given these passes, these bands. He goes, oh, a Seahawks band. Oh, I, my bad. I thought you were the Broncos. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah. He's like, go in, talk to my boss. Oh. So we go in, right? And he and we're like asking who his boss is. He goes, "My boss is in the one in the golf cart." So the people that had been going in were going to the left. He thought that we were for the Broncos because apparently this was the Broncos side. Mm. So the Broncos needed, this, needed a, a specific or special little uh, the orange car. band. Is a little that's the thing we noticed that too. It says like Broncos on the band. It's orange, but I don't know. So, yeah. but it still says Seahawks family area, whatever that's post game great. family area. So it's orange, but. I guess it's orange just for the away team, maybe, or just because it's, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So right. we go over to the golf cart, and we and we start talking to his boss. He's, like, talking to, like, three other people. And so we say that, you know, we're, friend, we're friends of, of a Seahawks player. And he goes, no, they're not on this side. You're in the wrong area. And we're like, he, he just told us to come in here. And he goes, no, nah, that dude's in the, he goes, that dude's in, he, that dude doesn't know what he's talking about. That dude's an idiot or something like that. Oh, he's like, no, you're not supposed to be over here. He's like, you, you need to leave here. So they just, like, kick us out. So we go over, stand by the door again, but we're like, we're not going to leave until like somebody kicks us out because at this point, no one's saying anything to us. So we're right. just standing there. We're there for like two minutes and the guy comes back to the door and he's like, no, nah, you guys got to get out. So we start walking out and there's literally like a hundred or more employees that are just standing along the stadium that are just like ushering people the right way. Yeah. There's a person like every like five feet, there's somebody standing there. So wow. we were like, you know what, let's let's find out where we need to go because at this point we can't go back up. They won't let you turn around and leave to go back up into the stadium. So I asked somebody who's standing there and they're like, Yeah, you want to go down and go to the go to the booth, talk to the guy in the booth, they'll know what to do. Mm -hmm. So we go down, again just for reassurance, we ask a separate employee um who's standing like right by the gate and she says the exact same thing. Go talk to the guy in the booth. So we go talk to the guy in the booth who then takes us to another dude and he's like, all right, yeah, he's like right here. It's like right here. Um, there's, oh, I should have said that the guy that the guy in the jacket, the green jacket, he was also really cool. Like after the initial, like trying to brush us off, he told us then, yeah, you need to go down, go out here. You walk down straight, you know, all the way around the building. Yeah. There's going to be like a, a, a loading bay. There's going to be a door. You go in there. He wasn't super descriptive on that because when he walked out, like, 15 seconds into that, into that walk, I see loading bays 
and I'm and I see an open door, and I'm like, is that where we're supposed to go? Yeah. Like, because I was about to go jump up there and jump in and go in, but I'm pretty sure we would got tackled real fast. Yeah, <laughs> people confused about what we're doing there. So we um we go around the guys like, yeah, he's like, you know, um, just go talk to this guy or like let the there's like it's like an area that's roped off, and there's a large loading bay door, so that's where we were supposed to go, and it's the parking garage. And so we try to go over there, and there's a guy there, and he was, like, the happiest man in the world, but did not want, like, he was, like, so we're trying to get in, right? All we need to do is go through this parking garage and get to the area, according to the guy back there. This guy is, like, an older, he's an older dude, and he's so, like, happy. And the other guy who told us to come through and just go through the parking garage comes over, and he was, like, yeah, they just need to go through the parking garage that's right there. And the guy responds with, who's clearly not, who's clearly I don't know what their line of command was, but the guy who was telling us that we can't go through was clearly under the dude who was saying we can go straight through. Um, So he's like, nah, man, they just need to go up the stairs because I don't want to make them go through the parking garage because people are leaving and I don't want them to get hit by a car. So they take the elevator up, they walk across the bridge, they come back down, and they'll make sure they don't get hit by any cars. That's what it sounded like. And he he has this huge beaming smile at the end, right? And the other dude who comes over just looks at him with this dead look in his face. Like, and I was like, come on, let's go this way. Yeah. And, he, and then he, like, opens the door. He, like, unlocks this door. And he goes, that dude's just being an asshole. Don't listen to him. <laughs> so he unlocks the door and lets us into the parking garage. And he's like, you just walk straight across there. But the thing is, no one, no employees know that we're coming through here. And I still don't know, like, if we're in an area that people are going to question us. Uh, question us. Right. You know? We're just two dudes in street clothes walking through the parking garage with a bunch of Range Rovers, Porsches, and Ferraris in it, you know? So... We're, oh, at this point, how, how was that? We're in the we're in the players and the coaches' parking garage. So what? So you so the cars are all just for art? No, no, not all of them. Not all of them. I mean, there it wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent like personnel. There were definitely like probably employees at okay. the stadium there. There were but there were some there was Hondas, nice cars. There was there were lots of Porsches. Porsche Porsches seemed to be the the, the car of the choice there. There were a couple okay. of Maseratis. I don't know if I actually saw any Ferraris or anything, but I just okay. threw that name in there. Saw saw a few Range Rovers, a couple of Cadillacs. That makes sense, uh, especially um, for like game day, like traveling, like you're not. Yeah, and they're also in their in their training camp, um, right? Right. So right. their situation is a little different, which I will explain shortly. Um, so we are we are we're walking through this this parking garage, but there are still a couple of employees. But I was like, well, if I've learned anything from those videos where I've seen people breaking in, sneaking into the Super Bowl, you walk through like you own the place, like you know exactly where you're going. You look dead ahead. You don't your eyes don't let your eyes wander. You talk back and forth to one another like you're just like you belong. No one's gonna question you yeah. because there's so many people that work at these events, and there's so many people that come in and out that are dressed in different attire. Right. That why would they question you? They're not gonna question every single person, right. especially if you look like you know. If you look like you 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 belong, you belong, right? Yeah. So we walk through, and sure enough, at the end of the of the, the parking lot, which was like it was big, but it wasn't like massive. Uh, we see the doors that we're supposed to be going through. Right before the doors, we see Richard Sherman. Oh, right. The and, picture you sent right, me. Right, the picture I sent you. So Richard Sherman's there, and there's like a like a group of people. It's not a big group of people, but there's a group of people that are like talking to him, taking pictures with him. They're super excited, getting, trying to get his autograph. And I was a little, I was, at first, my thought was that they were friends or family of another player, which I guess could be true. Yeah. But what uh, Will was saying later is what they probably were were friends of his family who he invited to the game. So he may have invited, like, his, say, his mom, right? His mom may have invited some coworkers or something yeah. like that. And so they were there, and they were all excited taking pictures. 
we weren't 100% sure that we were actually in the right spot after all of this because there's no one else around. Um, no, just, you, don't, you don't know if, like, Richard Sherman came all the way out there. Right. At this point, we're still, like, not sure what's going on. I see other players there. Um, like, definitely there were players that were standing by. They were talking to people. I see Richard Sherman there taking, taking pictures and talking with some people. I don't know who those people are. They're definitely fans, but they, I, I don't know if they're, if, you know, we saw plenty of people up in the stadium with those orange armbands, and uh, none right. of them were right. ne- none of them were in this area. We're in right. the parking garage. Why would they be here? Right around the corner, which I saw later, was this cargo loading bay, which I think may have been the one that the dude in the orange in the in the, uh, the green jacket way back when was talking about, where there was a group of people that were in this roped off area, seeming to be waiting in line for the access to the locker room. Mm. It looks like that's where we were supposed to be. Somehow they let us into the locker room. Or, I'm sorry, to the parking garage just before where we were supposed to be. Maybe they were counting on us going to where we should have been. Uh, but we, we're just posted up because we're we're not really, like, we're, we're just posted up because I have no idea what the family area waiting right, right, thing right. is. And, and we're we're already next to all the players, so why would we go anywhere else, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we didn't, like, I think Will and I have very similar mentalities when it comes to this. I don't like to be the type of person when it comes, especially with like celebrities and, and like athletes. I don't want to be the type of person that like gets you know freak. I, I just don't like. You're not gonna freak out. I'm not gonna freak out. I like. I'm like, oh cool, like you know that's whoever it is. But I'm not gonna sit there and like go asking for a picture. I'm certainly not gonna ask them for an autograph because to me an autograph is meaningless. But like a picture would be cool. Is an autograph meaningless to you? To me, an autograph is meaningless. A picture is cooler. Like if I could take a picture with with them, it's cool. If I could just take a picture and be like, oh, I was this close to this person and send. But I'm not going to post that picture on like on Facebook or Instagram, too. No. Unless I was in the picture with them, well, I'm not yeah. going to put up a picture and be like, oh, look who I just saw right next to me, you know, whatever. So, What if he was a Colts player? I think it would be the same. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. If I got Philip Rivers to sign some of mine, I would freak out. <laughs> I think like if... I guess it has to be practical. Like, if I had a football and I was going to an event and I can get somebody to sign a football for me, or if we go see Bill Burr and we're going to be able to meet him, I mean, like, if I'm going to meet Bill Burr, I might have him sign something, but I don't know what I'm going to do with that thing that he would sign, you know? Definitely get a photo of Bill Burr. Yeah, I think I would want, I pref- I'd prefer a photo with Bill Burr. I don't yeah. even care to get something signed by Bill Burr, but, um, so we're, like, hanging out. Richard Sherman seemed like a really cool dude. He was, like, really talkative with these people, smiling, joking, and whatnot. Again, I don't exactly know who these people were. They could have been, they could have been somewhat uh, friends or family of somebody that he knew, yeah. or they could have just been complete total strangers to him, like we were, like we somehow got access, and they right. just may have not been shy to ask. I don't know, but he seemed like a really cool dude. Um, so he's hanging out, talking to, talking to them, then he kind of talks to some of his teammates. Then this, other, then this girl comes over, and we're just standing in front of this car, this Porsche, right? And this girl comes over, and uh, they start talking, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's his girlfriend or something. Turned out to actually be his wife. Oh wow! So she gets in. I didn't know he was married. I didn't know he's married either, but um, but Marcus said that she that that it was his wife. I think he said it was his wife at least. Um, so they uh, so she gets in. They they drive off, um, and then a few of the other players start to drive off, um, and then that's when Will's friend comes out because he played a lot in the game, and a lot of these other players didn't. We saw Russell Wilson, but he was almost like straight out the locker room, walked like you know he was probably like thirty. He used to go see Sierra. Uh... He goes see 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 Sierra. Yeah. Sierra, yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't know he was dating Sierra, but there was I for, well, I forgot he was. Dating is what Sierra. they're doing dating though? I don't know what it is. So when Will when I picked up Will from the airport or uh, uh, the rental rental car place, there was a girl there who Will Will swears was hitting on me 
or at least somewhat interested in me, which I didn't pick up on because I'm really bad at this type of stuff. He's oblivious. I'm a, I'm a very oblivious man. But she was saying how like she we, she was asking like you know what what we were doing in town, and uh, we said that we were going to see the game. She was saying how excited she was because she was stuck at work all day, um, and so, um, then she mentioned that Sierra had just uh, bought a penthouse in the area or a condo, and um, I was like, God, that's who it was that he was yeah. dating because I was talking about it with Lena the night before and I couldn't remember who it was that he was dating. That's serious buying a condo out here. Yeah. So. Come on, how well good she looks. I haven't seen her in a minute. Oh. I need to look her up after oh. this podcast. I don't want to sit there and clack on the keyboard. Sierra looks so good right now. It ain't. It ain't. <laughs> she looked good back in the day. Um, not a day has passed it seems. <laughs> so, so Russell Wilson, we see him kind of far ahead, pass through. Is he a tall dude in real life? He was so far. Like he, I don't want to say he's so far ahead. But so you far, tell. It's hard to tell. Will was saying how tall he thought. Like he was saying how tall Richard Sherman is. I was like, honestly, I thought he was a little taller. I thought he'd be taller in real life. He's six two. I think he was like I feel like he was like six one six two, but Will looked him up. I think it's he's listed like six three six four. I was like that's probably with shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, so so uh, Marcus comes out and they're they're in training camp and apparently with the training camp the way they work they work is um, every single they they ha- they have a bunch of rooms in a hotel. Every single player is required to stay at this hotel during their training camp period, so they're not allowed to stay at their homes. You can, if you have a car, you know, you can bring the car with you, but some players don't live in Seattle full time. So right. they, they come out here, they might rent a car for a period of time. And, um, so I don't, I think, he, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he has a car at this time right now. He will when the season kicks off, but he doesn't have a car yet. So instead of taking the team bus one, I were able to drive him back to his place, back to the hotel. I hope we meet them there. So yeah. at least he got a little, you know, got a little bit of time to do whatever. Um, and then. Did he do well in the game? He, you know, the the Broncos never threw his way too much. He plays right. He plays the right side on defense. So the quarterback for the Broncos never only threw to the left once, and it was a flag. It was a false start. He threw it there, and it didn't matter because the play was dead. Gotcha. Um, he made one tackle, and the ball was dumped off like over the middle, and and the uh, I don't remember if it was a tight end or if it was the running back that ran out, but he tackled him. Um, he, you know, he, he came up and made the play, but he didn't, that, that was the only time we ever really saw much action from him, despite the fact that he played like two full quarters. He played a lot. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so. I wonder if he played, cause they were playing the Chiefs. Today. Uh, today. Yeah. I wonder, cause I didn't know who your friend was, I should have paid more attention. Yeah. I'll I know the starters out. played the, the first half. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. This. So we missed. We missed the first quarter, unfortunately, because of traffic of this game. We didn't see Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, uh, uh, Richard Sherman. We didn't see any of them play. Apparently, they played, but I don't think they played very much at all in that game. Right. Um, because for a while we were convinced that none of them played. Mm-hmm. Um, but they may have played one series, and that was it. Yeah, Sherman didn't even suit up for the uh, the Chiefs game today. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I saw Sherman in uh in in just sweats. Yeah. Um, in, our, in our game, um, Wilson was Wilson was suited up the entire time. He was ready to go. Like he looked like he. I thought it was funny. Like I, I thought he was a true professional. The way he was just he was he was he was suited up and ready to go at any moment, despite the fact that it was a preseason game. Yeah. And they were playing their third string quarterback. Like he was still ready to go at any point. Um. It was really cool. Like and it was so live in that in that stadium. It was so loud. 
and it's so packed. I can't believe how packed it was for a preseason game. And maybe it was because it's the first game of the season, like or the preseason, but I don't know. It was loud in there. It was packed. I think that, and like, I during my time in Seattle, I've noticed that they've been, that you'll see 12 flags everywhere in the city. Now, I know you see like Eagles flags in Philly, you see Giants flags in New York, but it feels like they've done a really good job of integrating the entire team into the culture and the life of the city of Seattle. Um, so I think they have that going for them because there are a lot of fans out here. Um, after that, we just came up. We were going to go out and try to just see some see some of the nightlife, but we were both exhausted. So we came back, stayed, uh, spent the night, or you know, just slept for the night. The next day was my cousin. So Friday was actually my cousin's birthday. She stayed in because she had to work that day, and, right. and they ended up going out on Saturday night. And so Will and I met up with them Saturday night. We ended up going to the clubs with them. Um, it was a really good time, but I was up way too late. How late were you out till? So I think we finally got in the cab at like 3.45 oh, in the morning. Jesus. We, I'm we... so over that. I'm so over that. <laughs> so what happened was we went to dinner first. We met up for dinner at about, I think the plan was to meet. I think the reservations were for like 8, 15, okay. maybe. And when I talked to my cousins at like 7.45, they hadn't left yet. So Will and I were just chilling here. We were literally talking just about like computational stuff, just like what we want to do later on. We were just talking for like half an hour before we even really started to commit to get ready. So by the time we were at the bus stop, they were already there, I think. So we, fought, we get on the bus, we meet up with them uh, at the sushi restaurant. So we ate. And uh, immediately after that, we go over to the club uh, where we have, like, this own VIP section, like, sectioned out for us. So we're just, like, hanging out there. We're dancing there for a few hours. And, like, 145 comes around. 145 is when this club closes. And my cousin doesn't want to go. She, she doesn't want to go back home yet. She wants to still, like, go out and dance. But just about all of us are done. We're ready to go. just go to sleep. And... I promised beforehand that I would stay out with them till the end, you know? So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to, I'll stay up, go out with them, have a good time. Um, but the thing is the club's close. So I'm like, where are we going to go? They're like, Oh, let's go to Q. Well, later find out that Q's is, is this gay bar, uh, on the other nice. side of town. I've never been to a gay bar before. Um, and the line to get inside Q is really, really long. Um, now, Apparently, what, these places stay open later. They just don't serve alcohol. Mm -hmm. So they have, they're playing music. People are dancing, having a good time. They're just not serving alcohol. Yeah. So we can't get inside queue. They supposedly know the owner, but the owner can't be found, so we couldn't get in. We go over to another club, which I don't remember the name, and they try to get in, and again, it's unsuccessful. But my cousin ends up like sweet-talking her way in front of this group of people. Killed it. So we got in front of like a good like 75 people. We got in within like five minutes at that point. Cover charge was ten dollars per person, which I just fronted for a minute. Um, ah, cover. Oh, and then, Jesus. and as soon as I get in, we just bet we buy some Red Bulls because I was really ready to pass out. Like I could have, despite how loud that music was, I could have passed out at any minute. Right. Yeah. I mean, you need that fuel. Yeah. Yeah, jet fuel. So you know, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like, you know, go out and dance and have a good time. But my 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 cousin, the sister of the one whose birthday it is, she was done too. Like she was like me ready to pass out, didn't want to be out there anymore. Um, every now and then she had a burst of energy due to her rep, due to her Red Bull, but for the most part she was just sitting down at, at a little bench in the back of the club, ready to go home at any minute. So about, we're there for only like an hour, hour and 15. Mm -hmm. 
before we finally start, to, before we finally leave. So uh, Will and I hop in a cab, head back here. Like four in the morning, we finally get back here, finally went to sleep. My dad calls me the next morning, my 12, so his three. And it's like, did I wake you up? Like, are you still sleeping? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, you know, norm you know, normally when somebody calls you and they're like, did I wake you? You're like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm just, you know, my throat's a little raspy. I didn't even try to deny it this time. I was like, yeah, a little bit. I, I hate waking up late. It's it's definitely one of those uh, confirmations now, like going to bed early. Because, you know, like when we used to play video games, we used to burn that midnight oil so hard. It'd be like 2 a.m. And we'd be like, let's keep going. Right, because you can't end on a loss <laughs> and you can't end on a streak. And if it's Ray Dom that's next, you and gotta play. And if that map comes up in multiplayer, we're not gonna stop playing, right? There was too many nights where we'd be going to bed three, four o'clock. It was especially a bad look for you because you had to be out. You had to be up way earlier than I had to be up. Yeah, I would, I, play, I would play till four and then go to work at like seven. At seven, I I when we when and we, we would do that, that back to back <laughs> to back. When I did that. I would typically have to be up by maybe like nine or ten, so I had a lot more leeway with this than Sandy did. Yeah, and he had and he had work. Like I was going to class, so I would go and sit in class. It's not like I had to really actively do much. I just had to go stay awake. I just had to go listen. I had to stay awake and just sit there. You had to like produce and be a productive member of a team every single day. And so I, I still fuck, don't know how I you did killed it. Killed it. I still don't know how you killed did it. Killed it. Um, um, I don't know either. Especially during your Ogilvy days. Oh, Jesus. No idea how you did it. But uh, it's nice, though, that now we're trending earlier. Yeah. So that even when you are on the East Coast, we'll play until about midnight. But you know what? We just got to call it. Yeah. Because I wake up at 6 o'clock on the, on the weekends, and it's just nice to have a full day. Right. You know, like, get can you imagine, like, getting six hours worth of stuff done by noon? It's just nice. Take yeah. a nap later in the afternoon, and you can still hang out till about midnight. And you have a full, like, you've done more than most people will have. Right. And it's, it's 1220 here right now. And uh, I'm already exhausted. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to wrap up here because we're, we're looking to get up early. Yeah, we have an early morning tomorrow, so we're trying to wake up probably about 5.30, maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah. So we can just, just get ready. Yeah, get ready, eat something. And try make, to get out there. And it's, yeah. So uh, are you listening to anything right now? Uh, watching anything, playing anything? Um... I watched the season. Was it season finale of Ballers? Or no, that's this week. I, I watched. I've been watching Ballers, keeping up with that. So season, uh, episode nine. I just saw that last episode. Okay, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah, and then um, I was surprised that um, what's his name? Michael Cullitz, the white dude, the quarterback. No, 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 no. The uh, the uh, oh. Charles, Charles. I I thought his wife wasn't going to want him to play anymore. So when he came back from from tryouts. From his workout with with the dolphins, I was surprised that his wife Should was encouraged. Kids. Yeah, I was surprised that she goes. Nobody wants you to succeed more than I do. I was like, wait, really? I thought she wanted. I thought she to wanted him done because that's how the season began. Yeah, yeah, but I think she just didn't want him to be sitting on the couch anymore. She didn't care yeah. whether she just wanted him to be doing something. Well, so. she also didn't want him at that dude's house. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's did you know that's Denzel Washington's son? I did not know that. Really? Yeah. Well, that's. Now I, I can kind of see the resemblance now. Yeah. Well, that's wild, but I feel like Denzel did so much more when he was at that age. Is that, is that different? <laughs> well, his son was actually a football player. So this dude was a, this dude, uh, Rick, Ricky Jarrett is the character's name yeah. he plays in the show. I can't remember his last, his first name. I think it's Michael, I think. Um, Michael Washington? I, I don't know. Uh, but 
So the guy who plays the character, Ricky Jarrett, I believe he was a football player. He was an athlete in real life. This is his first acting gig. Or maybe his second. It's his first or second acting gig right now. So could he could you know Denzel may have had a head start on him on that area, but maybe maybe being Denzel's son helped him out quite a bit with when it came to this job. Or maybe he knew The Rock or somebody on the show because of his football career. Um I did not know that that was Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I'm still listening to the weekend, ma'am. You I mean I put that shit on the, the car the second week yeah. I hear. Yeah. I'm a little behind on Bill Burr's podcast, but I'm oh, sure we'll, we'll knock that out tomorrow. We're gonna, we're gonna knock that out tomorrow. Yeah, that and uh, all the. I might try to play you a Michael Rappaport podcast because Mike because Michael Rappaport is a lot like Bill Burr, but just from New York. But he also has his friend from New York on the podcast too. They say a lot of things I might not agree with at times, but for the most part, they're hilarious. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what else? I, I've been trailing a little bit with This American Life, but I think I finally caught up. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have not caught up with This American Life. My iPad tells me I'm like a couple episodes behind on, yeah. most, of the, on most of the podcasts I listen to. I usually knock out bills and then yeah. I'm just done, but I'm trying to get back on other people's. Yeah, I've been listening to Shaq's, but I feel like Shaq... I, I, that podcast is getting boring now. It's okay, same, so it's not just me. It's not it's just me. It's the same, like, here's the thing same with jokes. Here's the thing with Shaq's podcast. I feel like Shaq says a lot of really ridiculous things at times. Yeah. And I don't quite believe him. So the whole, like, Shaq and Scottie Pippen beef, I had a problem with what Shaq said because he goes, I think we could have beat them by 50. Now, Scottie may have, like, maybe, the, maybe the, the Lakers would have beat the Bulls, but to say to Scottie that their team would have lost by 50 is a bit insulting right. to him How's he gonna and Michael that? Jordan. And he keeps like going back to saying how Scotty was robbing on the team and how he had Michael Jordan. Well, Scotty Pippen's in the NBA is in the NBA Hall of Fame. You know, he he was great too. Pippen's Just in the be, Hall of Fame. Uh huh. He oh, was wow. he was he came. I think he was inducted the year after Michael Jordan. I mean, Jordan would not have been able to do it without Pippen. Yeah, I, I I so I think I think Scotty was inducted his his first year that he was eligible and. It was the, I believe, the year after Michael Jordan was inducted because that was with Michael Jordan's speech where everyone was hating on him uh, for the speech. With I, I still to this day don't think it was bad. I think I think the speech was really playful. Um, you know, he was joking around with the people that he played with in the past and stuff. I didn't think it was too bad. Um, but Scottie Pippen was really good. Maybe the maybe the unfortunate thing for Scottie was the fact that he played with Jordan because Scottie would have been number one on just about any other team. Yeah, but I guess I can understand. Uh... Shaq's comment, like when Kobe, when Pippen was the uh, number one, he didn't. Yeah, they they weren't able to win. Yeah. Uh, he you know he he famously sat out when when uh, when uh, Phil Jackson's gave said uh, Tony Kukoc would take the final shot of the yeah. game, and Scottie Pippen refused to 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 go in because he felt like he deserved it. Um. You know, yeah. I I, I feel, but I I just feel like but like Shaq says a lot of ridiculous things that. He he, he just like saying it he say says it. he says stuff and like says them like you're like with such confidence that any other opinion is wrong and I'm like but I just really don't believe you like I don't I can't agree yeah. with you on this when he's talking about the whole letting the, the letting the air out the balls thing he was saying how he let the air out the balls and and uh, his, his co-host goes um, wait like uh, what about the other players like they didn't like when you when you squeeze the ball out he's like come on I'm you know I'm yeah. the man on the team so. So, you know, they're, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Right. 
I'm just like, come on, Shaq, you know? Yeah, it's a bad look. But I'm still listening to him, you oh. know? <laughs> I um, still I still think he's pretty entertaining, but yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm losing it a little bit on that podcast. All I might right. need to give it, I'll give it another go for sure, but Fair it's just enough. been hard at work because there's so many meetings that I've been in recently. Yeah. So it's just like hard to stop and start and stop and start, so I just don't no, think I agree. anymore. I will say that I've been slacking when it comes to the, to the uh, Jalen Rose uh, I haven't podcast. listened to that in a, in a minute, so I I don't know yeah. what they're talking about. All I know is that I'm like five or six episodes back on that. So They don't update very often, so like being five or six episodes back on that probably takes you back like two or three months, believe it or not. When yeah. They, it, they don't record too much during the, the off-season. Right. But they're pretty good. They did one with, uh, they're talking about, what's I don't even remember the name of the movie. It was uh, one, one of Tupac's movies. I can't remember the name right now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we should we should sign off here. Yeah, just signs of me getting tired. So yeah. Anyway. Um. Well, this is Sandy. This is Reza. We'll see you very soon. Take care.